There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Yo. Yo. Hi. Hey. We're here for another recap episode of the Curse of Oak Island. Yes, and this time we are waterlogged. <laughs> well, the episode was. Yeah. Apparently. Well, I don't think anybody in particularly got to waterlogged. I know Jack was excited to get waterlogged potentially. I think he wanted to jump in. He wanted to jump into the geyser. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was squirting up everywhere. It was. I mean, it was a lot. Now there's a lot of water for no Smith's Cove. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, they weren't in the money pit. No. They were just hanging out up next to the uh, the cave pit. They were hanging out in the uplands, uplands, if you will. A lot of uplands. A lot of lands of the up. Yeah. So uh, before we jump in yeah. to this week's podcast, I just wanted to say uh, it's kind of been a crazy week for like the world. Yeah, seriously. And, uh, you know, left and right, we're looking around and sporting events being canceled and who knows what. So we just want to say, hey, everybody, be safe out there. Yeah. We hope you're all okay. Yeah, we hope you're all okay. You, your family, sending good, positive health vibes out there. And yeah, we hope uh, we can be a little bit of a distraction from some of that crazy stuff. So we'll stop talking about it. But mm -hmm. um, we just hope everybody gets through it good and uh, wash your hands, right? Affect our Oak Island travels, but we I still know. have time. Yeah, we got two months until we're headed to Oak Island. So mm -hmm. we hope. Uh, I, you know, we're not doctors. We're not scientists or anything. You're not? We don't. No, I'm not. <laughs> so we just hope that things go as smooth as they can. And uh, yeah, so. So here craziness. we are. We're yeah. here to provide a distraction maybe during your lunch break. Yeah. Or, or on your commute. I guess it really depends on where you're watching or listening to this from because worldwide <laughs> yeah so like we said that's a it's a worldwide thing that's happening right now with the yep. coronavirus so just be as safe as possible and wash your hands right you filthy animals <laughs> okay that I'm, was a little uncalled uh, for. sorry sorry you just <laughs> teed it up and I i'm know, always I, I got something snarky to say i know you do <sighs> all right well let's talk about the curse of oak island <laughs> oh man okay we spent a lot of time in the uplands mm -hmm. and the swamp yes some time in the war room. Mm -hmm. Where else? They went on a field trip this week. Mm -hmm. Yes, they did. So they went over to St. Mary's. Yeah. And that was due to something they found in the uplands. So let's talk about the uplands. Okay. Leading in with the uplands. I'm game. Yeah. So that's where the episode opens up and we got Billy. Yep. <laughs> Who else, right? Who else? Billy's always there. He's early, on time, ready to dig. Yeah. So he was there hanging out with Jack and Gary. And, and Paul. And Paul, and they were just, you know, continually. I didn't see Paul. Paul was not there. Well, I have Paul written here, so maybe I just wrote him in. I think Paul was taking a well-deserved week off. Was there really no Paul this episode? I don't think so. But I wrote Paul in. Apparent. Apparently, I missed him enough that I felt like he was there. Sorry, Paul. It was an apparition. It was an apparition. You, you saw. You saw the. Uh, I don't know. So let's let's get. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I I scratched that. Yeah, scratch Paul off. Paul wasn't there. <laughs> Not this week. He was he was off doing his research somewhere. That's what he was doing. All right. So, uh, pull, uh Billy was pulling out hand cut timbers. Yeah. And they looked they looked like burnt, didn't they? 
they look like it to me, but I'm also kind of thinking about all of the dark material on them. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been blue clay for all we know. Or it could have been, you know how when they uh, were digging out uh, Mike's box mm -hmm. and there was that tar paper? Or what oh, yeah. Like tar paper. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's some kind of remnants of that. You know, so everything's so deteriorated. It's hard to know. Well, and as wood rots, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, over time, then it's going to start turning kind of that blackish tarry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just to me, it looks kind of burnt. I agree. So. I mean, that was my initial thought. But as they didn't well. they didn't bring that up. So and so maybe it wasn't burnt and we're yeah. just seeing things like I'm seeing Paul there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Robert Clotworthy chimes in and tells tells us uh, that they're looking for the flood tunnels. Mm -hmm. And there was a flashback, which I, in my head right now, I'm calling them Clotworthy flashbacks. Clotworthy flashbacks. Yeah, because it's like a... It's the a flashback recap? Yeah, basically. That's what, a, that's what a flashback is, a recap. Yeah. <laughs> and it's explained by Robert Clotworthy. Yes. Right? And so a possible Shaft 5 connection, or mm -hmm. sorry, not connection, location... And uh, that's what they had talked about last week and mm -hmm. the find of the coconut fiber. Yes. Coconut so. fiber. That was just exciting. I yeah. mean, it really, it says a lot. Yeah. Well, Jack was really impressed by the size of these pieces of wood that would be pulled out by Billy. Mm -hmm. There was and a lot of wood coming out of there. I know. That that place looks real torn up. Yeah. it That <laughs> whole area. I mean, for how long have we actually not been searching in this particular area we've been trying to get underwater in smith's cove and in the money pit mm -hmm. um it's just like everywhere instead we've been parking equipment on top of it and it's one of those cases of it's right under your feet right under your tires look at that mm -hmm. so much so much yep and all that stuff was just waiting there for them to find and dig up right mm -hmm. all right so Gary decides to begin metal detecting in the area. Yes. And he finds an old spike. Dun, right? dun, dun. Yeah. And Billy asks him, hey, how old do you think that is, Gary? Mm -hmm. And Gary said, that's 1700s mate. Yeah, mate. Or He's, something to that effect. It, that was very pirate-ish. <laughs> mate. Well, have you Matey. seen uh, Gary's like personal logo? His hat and on his hat and everything, it's he's a pirate. Okay. Yeah, he's like John the Baptist. He's a modern day pirate, the good guy pirate. Yeah, he is. I mean, Gary the pirate that works for me. Yeah, and so he finds another spike moments mm -hmm. later, and it's almost identical to the first one. So that was promising. Mm -hmm. Right. They're in immaculate shape. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So these finds were like a big deal mm -hmm. this week. And they were even a bigger deal than most people. Well, maybe not most people. They're just, they're such a big deal for a different reason. Because we saw Gary oh, yeah. dig it out with a shovel on his own. I he know. didn't make Jack go and get the shovel and dig it. And the the internet, you know. Went there, crazy. Yeah, there was a storm of uh, comments about Gary <laughs> using a shovel. Because, you know, a couple episodes we said, we saw him say, I don't dig my own holes. <laughs> Dustin even paused it when we were watching, went, look what's in his hand. I was like, a <laughs> shovel? And Gary he's don't like, dig, yo. my point, exactly. <laughs> Gary doesn't dig his own holes. And yeah. I was just shocked. I don't know how I missed that huge glaring detail. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. I don't think he's been demoted or anything. <laughs> he just... 
I think he was trying to keep Jack out of harm's way because, Possibly. you know, it was a little, a little sketchy a in little there. sketch over there. He's yeah. like, I got this, mate. So he <laughs> went in there and went for it. There you go. But they were still in really great shape. Like they I was were saying, really they're like shape. those perfect squares still. Yep. Yeah. They weren't corroded or anything. They were well preserved. Yeah. That's that's just crazy. That's mm -hmm. mind boggling, in my opinion. For sure. So that's uh, the first part of the episode that deals with the uplands. Mm -hmm. They do come back and they. Um... Well, you have Billy continuing to dig. Yeah. But of course you see Jack and Craig are out there and Jack's like, hold up, Billy. We want to take a look. They're not quite at. Yeah, they're at like 50 ish feet because they're not quite at the 60 target. No, no, no. That they weren't that deep because they hadn't received the giant excavator yet. The giant excavator comes after they had um because they went to the war room. Okay, and yeah. Then they chatted they can about off the uplands. Yeah, they chat well, they chatted about the seismic testing mm -hmm. done by Eagle Canada. Yeah, so war room, we have Steve. Dave, Gary, Alex, Doug, Charles, Scott, Rick, who are going to meet with Marty and Craig via teleconference. And I would like to say that war room was like all blue shirts. <laughs> it, it was a bit of a shocker for me because usually they're always wearing you know, their same outfit. You know, I did not. Rec I didn't notice that whatsoever. Apparently, I pay very close attention to the fashion of the island. Well, I paid attention to one. You know, I paid attention to one uh, giant fashion choice at that war room table. What? Charles's hat. Well, of course, we he's got his uh, classic Templar hat on. Yeah, yeah, it had the Templar cross. But wasn't Doug wearing a cog shirt that was black? Am I wrong? It was navy. Everybody okay. was in navy okay. attire. That's cool. It it just it seemed. It was a unique situation to me. Not that it's at all important to the show. I just wanted to throw <laughs> that out there because we talked about sure. shirts last week. Yes. And I have another fashion thing that will come that? up towards. No, it, we're not there yet. You're teasing it. I'm teasing it for when we get to Mug and Anchor. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. So we had uh, we had those guys discussing the Eagle Canada seismic data taken from mostly the eastern drumlin of oak mm -hmm. island right yes and uh jeremy church is the uh representative from eagle canada he wasn't on this episode but they talked about him and he's the one that gave uh marty and craig their what briefing about? their the quote is the scientific powwow is that what who said that marty he said okay. they had a scientific powwow Sweet. with uh jeremy from eagle canada and that was a new term for me Scientific I powwow. I like the scientific powwow. Sure. That's good. It's really good. <laughs> it's a new Martyism. Yeah. So something that I noticed, I guess this would be a Craigism because he, he seems to be trying not to smile a lot. Yes. Like he, you could tell there's a lot of excitement behind his eyes and behind his mouth. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's just wants to like blurt out to the world. Oh my gosh, we're on to something. But he's yeah. like, he's like doing his best to hold back. Oh, he totally, he's yeah. done that a lot this season. I'm noticing. Oh yeah, a lot. Where he's like. Don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. Don't show them that I'm excited. Craig, we want to see your excitement burst out. Yeah, he just, he's it. just doing everything he can to hold that back. Yeah, it's I saw funny. it. I saw it oozing out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so um, from Eagle Canada, the testing showed that there was something that they call an obnoxious anomaly near the southeastern 
edge of the cave-in pit. I've An been obnoxious called anomaly. obnoxious anomaly before. You have? No, but that would be funny if someone yeah. did call I me thought, that. I thought you'd be calling me that. <laughs> You're a obnoxious anomaly. La 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 la. <laughs> okay. la, la, la. Anyways, but okay. that just must mean, in my opinion, that it's kind of glaringly obvious when they're looking at the data mm. and so grossly different than what's around it for I, it to be obnoxious. I thought it was more of a like, it was something that they didn't want to see, but I, I mean, they want to see it because it's just something, the word obnoxious throw, throws, a, it throws me off a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. why would they say obnoxious? Because this is brand new science going on here. They had a scientific powwow. I and if you you're obnoxious, <laughs> you can't be ignored. So this anomaly oh, believe is me, one I that, know that can't be ignored. I, I, I get Quit it. Call me in that obnoxious <laughs> <get> anomaly. <laughs> yep. Meanie head. I'm not a meanie head. All right. So Jeremy mm -hmm. Church from Eagle Canada said that there was a linear feature that could be a tunnel. Um, well, I don't think he said that. I think no. Marty said that. Um, at a depth of 60 feet that extends from that anomaly mm -hmm. through the cave-in pit toward the money pit. That's kind of a big deal considering mm -hmm. we saw where they were digging and hitting stuff. To me, it's just funny hearing him say stuff like that and knowing that they're already digging. Mm -hmm. But this could have been editing, you know? It could have But it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to show this now if it happened before and that's what got them to dig there in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's just kind of weird. They may have also just got Eagle Canada could have potentially not been fully have all the information and data points ready to present yet, but given them, Hey, you know, right here, if you're already planning to dig in this area, cause you know, they do have a timeline. You, you have permits, you have only so long with the equipment and everything is kind of off from the hurricane. Mm -hmm. Then they're th okay. We still have to dig here. Can you give us something that we might be able to align with the data that we already have at, for digging? Cause we need to get Billy to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, let later in the episode let's let billy dig is something jack says i was like yeah i feel like that needs to be a t-shirt let's let billy dig so they probably put a point on the map and say let billy dig there yeah dig yeah and they'll say we got we'll get you the rest of the information next week that's my prediction okay hmm. or past <laughs> prediction yeah well they okay so going back to what they're talking about with yeah uh, sorry with uh this uh obnoxious anomaly they did show like a graphic on the screen with like an animation and representation of where this linear feature would be and something that caught my eye was mm -hmm. the slipway in relation to how it's or where it's positioned on this animation i mean the slipway looked like it was leading directly to this spot yeah i i remember you pointed that out and i was like wow that's actually really interesting we don't know if the animation is like perfectly to scale, to scale yeah, right. and the angles and everything i know but but then i got to thinking well if the slipway is there and it's angled right towards that is it maybe not a flood tunnel is there like a additional back door over there somewhere at one time because mm -hmm. if so i mean your easiest way to offload your crates of treasure <laughs> is to take them off the slipway and just roll them right into your secret tunnel to the money pit. Your secret tunnel or <laughs> the bank vault or whatever it is that's there. 
we did find an inge in Smith's Cove, so we maybe did. that was actually the gates that opened to let said treasure in. Sure. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> could be anything. It really could be. It could mean nothing because it could be just not to scale. It could have been something from the 1600s, 1700s, or 1800s. It could have been dropped at any point in time. Mm -hmm. That's what it's. you have to remember, but you know, you want it all to fit in one little spot. Oh, wouldn't that be so great? many hundreds of years. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I, I hear you. I feel you. All right. So uh, Marty says that they should move on this to be a top priority. And everybody agrees. Oh. And, I, and like, like I said, I was thinking, isn't this already a top priority? And they're like already pulling that whole area apart. <laughs> the whole area is yeah. destroyed. No priorities here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we just see? Uh... It is funny. But then isn't that when we cut over to? Two days later. Yes. A shot of the giant excavator coming across the causeway. Yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. Big old giant thing. And uh, it was funny to hear Marty joke about. Uh, he's like, what's this little itty bitty thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He was uh, talking to the representative from Delway Enterprises. Mm -hmm. And that's Devin uh, Matchett. Mm -hmm. And he's the one delivering this giant piece of equipment. And. Uh, they uh, he tells uh, Marty that, you know, the the reach on this is about 60 feet compared mm -hmm. to about 30 to 35 feet on mm -hmm. typical excavators. So mm -hmm. almost double the reach. You know, this is a this is Billy in a sandbox. Oh, yeah. Having the time of his life. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, it's funny because also Marty asks, is there anything kind of we need to watch out for while we're we're working with it and he says it's quick hmm. and you're gonna feel the arm on there because it is so much longer mm -hmm. and i was like that makes sense and marty just seems so excited mm -hmm. to get to drive this thing right well, yeah so in my notes i wrote marty acts like he's going to be operating the excavator lol <laughs> <laughs> he drove it to the spot he, he got it in position sure but yeah. it's not like he was like scooping uh-huh it's funny because there's a shot i need to screenshot it where marty climbs up into it and you get this full view of marty and then in the background you see billy like looking up <laughs> at him and like there's no one around except for marty and like billy longingly looking up like why does he get to drive it first yeah well billy billy got his Billy's, time in it so. but then i also thought billy's thinking like hey that's mine maybe maybe let me he he, he was ready to go because yeah he was and you know how you can really tell literally robert clotworthy comes on the screen or you know his voice comes on the yeah. screen and he says a couple hours later and literally billy already has a 50 foot hole dug <laughs> right? literally like a couple hours later oh you're almost at depth <laughs> you yeah. know like he was ready yeah because we know this obnoxious anomaly is about 60 feet down, mm -hmm. is what they're saying. And Billy's at 50. He's yeah, Billy's like, like, I got this. Billy's like, dig, 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 dig. It's what I like to do. Yeah. Your little your little Snow White song, right? Well. The dwarfs. It, it's Snow White's dwarfs song. Yes, but I'm just saying it's your whole like dig, dig, <laughs> dig thing. It's my dig, dig, dig thing, yes. Yeah. And he's out there dig, dig, digging. Mm -hmm. And that's when we see Craig and Jack out there. Yeah. Yep. And it was funny. Like Billy's just over there doing his thing. Mm -hmm. And then Jack stops him. 
And he's like, hey, let me take a look at this. And him and Craig, like, take a peek. And then, like, oh, okay, never mind. Go go ahead, Billy. I'm like, why did you stop the progress, Jack? Yeah, he wants like, Billy's Billy's working here. See what's going on, <laughs> how deep they are. I know. I'm and he messing. said, we should let Billy dig. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure Billy's response was, yep. Or, yeah. Because that's how Billy responds. Mm -hmm. He's straight and to the point. He's a straight shooter, yo. He sure is. All right, Jack notes that suddenly they had a huge rush of water mm -hmm. that began to come through. Mm -hmm. um, he encourages Craig to take a look and offers to hold him by his belt buckle. <laughs> I know what he ends up doing is what? Craig's like, I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> and then after Jack's seeing it, you see the shot where he's holding him. I, my note <laughs> says that he is holding Craig by the scruff of like, because it looks like a dog carrying like its little pup around, yeah. holding it by its neck. I mean, it's like the top of his shirt or whatever, mm -hmm. but it totally looked like Jack holding him by the scruff of his neck. It should be the other way around. It should be, but you know, I appreciate funny. him being concerned for safety even oh, I... if they didn't have a harness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that whole situation is kind of funny and kind of scary, but really funny. Sketchy. Yeah. So uh, Jack said it looked like a geyser and it looks freaking awesome. Oh, I was like squirting everywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just funny. It's the yeah, it's like a geyser. terminology that he used freaking awesome was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. You don't. He get was stoked. Anything. You don't get something like that every day. Yeah. So everybody's freaking out. I We don't see the phone calls made to Marty and everybody, but people keep just showing up, right? Mm -hmm. And so obviously it's been made. Marty practically comes running. Mm -hmm. Gary joins. Marty asks if we know if it's fresh or salt water. Mm -hmm. And my first response was, did you want to taste it? <laughs> or like, Billy, get a scoop and let's well, see. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anybody's uh, going to be slurping that. Uh, I sure mean, it's kind of like building their immune system. Yeah. So maybe. Uh, the only one that I would guess would do it is Jack due to enthusiasm only. Yeah, that's you know? true. You could smell if, it, if it's fresh or salt. Perhaps. They are surrounded by salt water, though. So that might, you know, might be a little difficult to distinguish. Oh, I see what you mean because they're near the shore. Mm-hmm. But uh, so one thing that I thought was quite funny is, uh, okay, so Marty says that they can't be sure that they found the flood tunnels, but from what he sees and hears, he, there's a lot of water rushing into the spot. And then you hear Robert Clot where they say, suddenly, suddenly. <laughs> and that's all he says. It's very dramatic. Yeah, very dramatic. And then like you see like parts of the uh whole kind of start collapsing in on itself mm -hmm. yeah so as he says it unfortunately it's done what it's designed to do which yeah. is a fort uh would be so, treasure hunters yep. from getting to it they were thwarted so yeah. everybody's concerned they step away they're like nope jack says <laughs> not worth it everybody runs and, and Billy is tasked with filling the hole. <laughs> yeah. You know, Billy's in this giant piece of equipment, you know, that puts pressure on the hole. Everybody's <laughs> running except for Billy's like, do do do. I like, don't have a helmet. I'm in shorts. <laughs> I'm hardcore. I've got this. Yeah. Billy's like, no problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so they tell Billy to put enough dirt and whatever in there to stabilize it. So then we can move on to a new spot. Well, Gary ends it by saying they'll have to give up on this one. And Jack says, for now. For now. Just for now. So. And I put a note saying, where's Steve to mark this hole? 
Steve, where you at? I I have a few places in here. I'm like, Steve, Steve, um, where's the prison <laughs> pole of truth? Like, shouldn't someone be out there marking these big things? I guess he could go back and mark it, but I was concerned. Hey, it's fine. I guess Steve's allowed to have a day off, but apparently, like one or two, one or two a year, right? <sighs> That's Whatever. it. Whatever. That's it. Okay. All <laughs> right. So we kind of had that. <laughs> we kind of had that. We yeah, had we like had that in. experience in the uplands. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to talk about the swamp. What do you think? Didn't they move swamp. on to like they were going to move on to another hole? Yeah, I guess that is actually okay. So actually, what they do is they move on to the swamp, but then they quickly move on to lot seventeen and metal detecting, right? Yeah, so let's go ahead and just talk about Lot 17 real quick. Well, before you do that, because uh -oh. there's something that I thought was funny, and I pointed it out to you, mm -hmm. how, um, so they go out to the eye of the swamp. Mm -hmm. Marty says, the Oculus, you know, like, the eye. And, oh, yeah, he's ready to make this full-fledged, like, adventure. Yeah, and there was a clotworthy flashback about, you know, mm -hmm. Gary doing his thing at the eye of the swamp, you know, with, with his... Uh, probe or whatever mm -hmm. and his metal detecting. oh yeah with the yeah and then there was also a flashback about the um theory with nicholas Poussin from corian mall mm -hmm. and christopher morford right mm -hmm. and so there was all that going on and then you caught back to the uh them getting ready to do whatever they're going to do in the swamp and gary says oh i'm chomping at the bit you know mm -hmm. ready to do this right mm -hmm. and then it says then clotworthy says well while they're getting ready to do this, Gary moved on to uh, lot 17 with Rick. Yep. And then it literally has the camera on Gary and he says, oh, I'm chomping at the bit to get to lot 17. It's like, dude, he's chomping at the bit. He's a, I, I don't know. It was just funny that they use kind of the same. Uh, well, it's a Garyism yeah. apparently because yeah. he must use it quite frequently. I guess he's so. constantly chomping at his bit. Isn't that like really <laughs> bad for horses to chomp? Well, he's not a bed. horse, so it's fine. Uh, I know, but why? <laughs> why is, uh, mm, mm. Uh. I just thought it was funny. It, it is funny. Okay, now we can talk about Lot 17 because he turns on his magical uh, metal detector. And, boop, 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 boop. Yep, and he goes and tries to find some stuff. What does he find? So Gary and Rick go out there. Gary gets a hit. Wait, why are they even detecting? They explain it to us that because of the recent hurricane, oh, yes, that you know it's a good chance to find some stuff they may not have been able to find before. Mm -hmm. It's kind of that sweet spot between what the highlands and the swamp. Um, yes, right, kinda. not the uplands, the highlands. Yes, yeah, the right. highlands. <laughs> you know, because we got to include everybody in this search. All those lands, all the lands. Mm -hmm. So the lands between the swamp and the highlands, <laughs> and. You know, with when the hurricane abrued, hopefully it turns some stuff up. Chomping at the bit. Yep. And it's not a bit they find. They find where to go, a large chunk of lead. Okay. It was, it was shaped kind of weird too. It was. And but it I mean, we find a lot of lead on this island. Yeah, it looks like that's a relative uh, term, but a conglomerate of mm -hmm. like a lead piece of slag or something. Like mm -hmm. it didn't have like a real shape. It just it looked weird. But, I mean, could it have been a part of something bigger and it kind of got eroded over time or something? Hmm. Maybe. He said it looked bigger than, like, a sheet that Carmen Lake had pointed out would have been used as a patch. Mm -hmm. So it looked thicker. So okay. maybe it wouldn't have been used for that. Sorry. And then the 
what Rick points out is, okay, so we have lead. We've already got several lead pieces that we've had analysis done on. Mm -hmm. It'll be really interesting to see when they do the analysis and then compare it to some of the European deposits that like they did last year, if it's all coming from that same quarry. Get it, get that information over to Tobias. Yep. Yeah. So they got to get it over to, oh gosh, what's his name? Chris. I don't remember his name. The guy that does the laser ablation. Mm -hmm. So they're going to ablate the crud out of it. Right. And they're, they're going to ablate it. They're going to yes. ablate it. They're going to get the data they can get out of that. Send it over to Tobias. He's going to do some analysis on it. And Compare hopefully we to, get mm -hmm. some at least geographical data where that could have come from, right? Yeah, I, I mean, this crossed. is just as much an information search as a treasure hunt, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. you're not going to get there without all the pieces. So lead keeps showing up. It'll be really interesting to see if it is really coming all from the same place. But that's exciting. It'd be insane if it came from the same like quarry as the as Drayton's Cross. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would say a lot. Yeah. Be crazy. I, I, I mean, but if it doesn't, that also says <laughs> a lot. True that. True that. All right. Let's talk about Swamp, huh? Okay. How yeah. about starting with the eye? Sure. When, because we get <clears throat> the shot with Rick, Marty, and Craig driving over to the eye, mm -hmm. right? And Gary and Jack are already there. And my favorite quote from Gary it's time to look into the eye. <laughs> He's ready for an adventure. You could tell. He's yeah. always ready for adventure. He's always ready for an adventure. What saw, am I saying? I just saw something on Facebook where I think he was in Arizona mm -hmm. doing some kind of treasure hunting. Something. Always up for an adventure, that guy. Right? Yep. Yeah, so we had, um, in my notes here, I see that Craig and Mar Marty mm -hmm. um, were in the excavator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. And then I uh, I also noted that Billy had his first day off in 13 years. Because <laughs> you know that's what happened. Yeah, that's Billy, why he wasn't in the next Billy had a prior engagement. Yeah. So he, he's like, guys, I need a day off. <laughs> that or he's just like chilling with Laird in the research center. He's like, no, I need some hot cocoa and it, I'm getting better. It's his first day off in 13 years. He's just going to chill. I feel like Billy can't just chill. Yeah. I, I feel know. like he's solving problems no matter where he goes. <laughs> yeah. Marty asks Gary and Jack to check some of the rocks they've uncovered. Mm -hmm. And Jack said, Jack thinks he's found evidence of blue gray, uh, blue gray, blue clay. Yes. And to me, it looked gray, <laughs> but it was like a bluish gray, I guess. Well, we're seeing it on the TV versus. Yeah, I don't time. know what blue, quote unquote, blue clay actually looks like, I guess. Versus so. gray clay. Yeah. Well, one's probably blue, one's probably gray. And you're just cray cray. Cray cray and the <laughs> blue clay. Um, But obviously they've seen it more times. He notes that it is like really caked around that boulder. They mm -hmm. call it like a conical boulder. Yeah. Right? Then we get a clotworthy flashback of the um how back in 1804 when they were doing their digging with the churro company mm -hmm. and they found that blue clay packed around like 40 feet how it was caked on and to make it kind of watertight mm -hmm. and that was the the theory and maybe these were packed like that for a similar purpose mm -hmm. either to make it watertight or to <clears throat> keep whatever it is in place i mean obviously there's a reason that with the eye we haven't been able to drain it 
and that could be a reason why i mean if you're keeping water from getting out of a particular area but they it's still really wet over there so jack's got the pump mm -hmm. going and then it, we see marty and craig and craig looks stoked to be in the <laughs> excavator by the way mm -hmm. craig seems all in he's excited he's having a good season oh, oh yeah he's having yeah. he's uh you know, I don't think Craig gets enough credit. He is a great cast member. Oh, yeah. Well, he's one of the, according to our uh, uh, trading card of Craig, he's, you know, the a financier. Yes. He's the commander of the dig. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's all in. Oh, oh, he's all in. He doesn't want to show his excitement, but he's all in. Even though we can see it, Craig. Oh, yeah. Craig, we see your excitement. We see. You can't <laughs> hide from us. We start seeing kind of tops of things. Uh popping up like the top of a boulder where gary's like i was straddling that yeah that's a really big one but then what i think is really interesting as they're kind of scooping this water out they're seeing uh tree stumps yeah tree features right it looked like some of it kind of looked like branches kind of like it looked really spindly but definitely roots yeah roots yeah i mean yeah but uh it just it had the appearance of like branches mm -hmm. it was branching out right mm -hmm. and those stumps were pretty pretty it's i i mean it really impressed robert clotworthy because robert clotworthy said something about uh a tree trees, stump? trees don't usually grow under water you know or whatever yeah not trees like that yeah not like that so um i mean yeah wow crazy stuff mm -hmm. that's what, a what are those doing there in the eye of the swamp and they're of substantial size. I'm very mm -hmm. curious to see. I mean, they allude to there being multiple ones. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I was going to say is I re remember when we were going on the treasure hunt up at St. Helens, Mount St. Helens. Mm -hmm. And we were driving up and there's we go past the Yale Reservoir. And I was telling you about that that whole valley area actually used to be dry mm -hmm. and had artificial or like a dam well, put up to put water in there yeah mm -hmm. so there used to be like a small town a village where people lived in there mm -hmm. and as we were driving by it i was like wow that's really eerie the water's super low and there was all these big tree stumps like look like there was Hundreds, a forest yeah. mm -hmm. there and they had been chopped down mm -hmm. well they would be like that because you would have taken them down and then also they filled up that valley mm -hmm. and were using it as a cut through, right? Because there's dams and they were flooding it and those man-made features and those trees would have been covered up. Mm -hmm. So at one time it wasn't full of water, mm -hmm. which actually made me think about the swamp. If you've got trees like that, especially of such substantial size, they were probably cut down for a purpose and to me proves further that the swamp at one time was land and then bring you know you bring in the water and flood it on purpose mm -hmm. and considering that which we haven't got to yet is gary metal detecting right and there's a big old piece of iron yeah it's like mm -hmm. an iron pipe in there I mean, what do you make of that? I don't know. They haven't told me what to think about it yet. <laughs> well, okay. So what are your thoughts on just like the fact that there's a giant tree stump? 
Um, well, I think that shows that at one point there was, it was definitely solid land through there. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, uh, I think it was two separate islands at one point and that tree pro maybe even those trees maybe even grew after the land was filled in there. Mm -hmm. you know? Don't know. It depends on when it happened. That's why we have Dr. Spooner coming next week and he's going to give us some, mm -hmm. some, he's going to give us the deets. You think they'll be able to get dendro off of it? I don't know. I don't think so. It depends. Cause don't you have to have like a big chunk? Well, you have to have a good cross section, and I'm just thinking if they find, you know, substantially more, and you could pinpoint, you know, what age this tree was, mm -hmm. that could really be a big piece of information. That could be a make or break. It could be really big, but they'll be able to carbon test it if mm -hmm. nothing else. But yeah, if it's big enough, if they have find a piece big enough to do the the dendrochronology, that would be preferred. Yeah, that would be mind blowing. I bet you there's a whole lot more as far as trees in the swamp. Well, and I'm thinking about original depositors. If they cut down trees of that size, they're cutting them down with the intent. It's easier just to cut down a tree that's on the island, mill it to what you need it to be, and probably fairly close to where your workings are. You cut it down use it well if they've cut down all these trees it looks a little suspicious on the island mm -hmm. cut them all down from a similar area and then flood it to cover it perhaps i mean that makes sense but the pipe in it just like it wouldn't you think it's a me. pipe and not a just a solid piece of metal well if you look at it mm -hmm. it's hollowed out is it yeah it's i must have missed that yeah i paused it it's hollowed out and i was going back to uh some because i've seen these before and it reminded me of some of the of survey markers mm -hmm. so it used to be at least in the u.s and in heavily treed areas when you are surveying land. Mm -hmm. So they were using like townships in ranges and anywhere that you are sectioning off mm -hmm. and your corners of the property would often be marked by trees, boulders, and actually some of the markers that I was noticing look like those, uh, what are like rock walls that you, we've seen on the island those mm -hmm. would have been like boundary markers yeah. mm -hmm. and in witness trees which are where we're basing all of the surveys off of they would have marked them um one of the things they used to do is use uh, da, 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 i got it here hmm. so an actual corner marker of a property may be an iron pipe a gun barrel or a rod driven into earth or a stone wall. I'm sorry, into a stone wall or a pile of stones, a cement post or marks in stone. Hmm. When the marks they used to do in stone were squares, which also made me think of the G and the square on that rock. Mm -hmm. They also used to do that with the original uh, witness trees is drive a stake or a gun barrel or like, whatever it is into the tree and then mark off all the land. And I think about it, I think there's more 
survey markers throughout the property than we think about, like I talked about the square with the G in it. We think about Nolan's cross and how precise that is. And there used to be, so when surveyors long, long time ago would use trees that maybe wouldn't, that would stand around longer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they would carve into the tree like this, like some numbers and letters that would indicate where the boundary marker. Sure. Do you remember? So the money pit, there's, <clears throat> they're saying that there was all those different markers on a tree, a bunch of like what looked like Mason symbols when we were watching history. There, at least there was a legend that there was, and that's one of the reasons that it stood out. Well, if maybe the money pit tree was a witness tree, mm. but you would carve into the tree, sorry, those numbers in about say 10 years over the decades, bark would grow back over it and it leaves like a scar on the tree. And then if you were to cut around it where that scar is and pull it off, you could actually see the numbers in such still. So I wonder if any of these trees in the area have these types of scars that have actually been grown over mm. and it was for surveying and marking off certain things within the island. I've got a, okay, one more tangent. Uh-oh. Okay, Here so again. the money pit tree yep. was said to have a, like a pulley yep. hanging from it. Well, witness trees or marker trees, what they, what would happen is people would go in and they'd use, say, like a pulley or a rope to train a tree to grow, say, a certain way where it comes up over and kind of curves mm -hmm. it's very possible that that tree was intended to be a marker and the pulley system was actually left and affixed to the ground to try to get it to grow a certain way mm. as a marker as an indicator of either where to start or where it should have been but it would have broken and that's why it would have been hanging in the tree still that's all i got this is where i insert my bill and ted meme of uh ted saying whoa i feel like there's got to be other survey things like i really think this pipe is a in regards to surveying and the work that was done there mm -hmm. i feel like steve should be able to solve this mystery <laughs> because <laughs> he is no pressure the the royal cartographer yep i feel like he probably has some good survey history knowledge <laughs> I, gu I guarantee right that, yeah. I, I just want to say have they investigated trees for these particular scars perhaps and if that one tree was a marker and they had based everything off of it they cut it down they use it and nobody can find it again whoa ta-da ta-da okay i'll stop that was uh you kind of schooled me with a lot of that information so good job and thanks i spent a lot of time studying survey stuff mm -hmm. in real estate <laughs> yeah that's cool um two things uh i i get i got a lot more from that and I, I have to process a lot of it but two things that um are on top of my mind after hearing that the pulley mm -hmm. with the I, I like that a lot that's really good i could show you pictures it'll blow your mind 
Yeah, I know like Native Americans, probably Native mm-hmm. uh, Canadians too. Is that a thing? Indi- Indians in Canada are they Native Com- yeah, Canadians? I guess. I don't know. The, um, we'll just call them all natives. Yes. Uh, you know, they would bend the trees, you know, yeah. to on as, the trail. Yeah, as more of a markers mm-hmm. than really survey, mm-hmm. you know. But but that's uh, just it. Yeah, that's it's the a same marker. kind of thing. Yeah. So they would, you know, bend the branches or bend the whole trunks to mm-hmm. look like a weird. That's you know, exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. And so I like uh, uh, you saying that the perhaps the uh, pulley pulley and rope and everything could have been tethered to the ground and just popped up one day because it just broke or whatever. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a neat idea. Well, you think never considered it before going to walk away. Yeah. Cause it seems really stupid to say, Oh yeah, this pulley will still be here and we'll know to come back, but they would know it would break eventually. But if they they're like, okay, we have the ship, let's take the pulley system. We'll train one of the branches to come off and mm-hmm. in this certain direction. And ta-da, like that would be an indicator <laughs> and uh, tell them where to go. But some of these trees, it's, I don't remember what it is. It's like two slashes is to take a right or whatever it is. Yeah. Are some of these markers still there? It's a good question. Because you go out, what if there's some of these markers? You're you go out there, you cut it out, and when you pull off the bark that's grown over the centuries, you get a reverse image on the other side of it. Yeah, wow. So you've given me a lot to think about. I'm just I'm throwing it out there because there's so many things. It even in one of the articles I was reading, it talks about the rocks with the drilled holes in them mm-hmm. and them being for specific survey markers when you're indicating corners of a property or mm-hmm. where you're turning. So uh, those that have gone back to establish original uh, towns and such are looking for those. Well, we've seen these drilled holes. I know that's, that rocks. was my other point I was going to bring up is mm-hmm. these drilled holes. So. Yes. And they would have been done, I believe, off of compass bearings. Mm-hmm. Well, what if the compass bearing that you're using is like what I was talking about with Nolan's Cross that mm-hmm. runs on that same axis, 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 yes. right? Mm-hmm. Of the, uh, as the church does with the west being the entrance. But if you're going to use that, why not? And we had another rock feature that looked like a sextant, which would have been also a survey indicator the uh the triangle Mm -hmm. the all the rocks that are kind of on the south shore near where the money pit Mm -hmm. was and they got lost with dunfield's excavation but even triangle there you go yes the stone triangle Mm -hmm. we have like i said with the g and the square i mean the g could also be part of what we talked about with the great architect and the masons but it could also be like the first letter of a surveyor's name and he's the one that made that mark there and you're taking your degrees off of that particular square yeah like this was uh gerard yes his uh his mark when gerard came through <laughs> and did the survey that's what that is but i was really blown away when i saw these stone walls as features with boundary lines. Mm-hmm. There might be more indicators in those stone walls. Perhaps. You know, <sighs> yeah, you know, you just, uh, you just like boom goes the dynamite on this podcast with all this fun 
uh, Hopefully nobody's turned knowledge. it off yet. No, I like they're... it. It was good. It was real good. You know what's funny, though? Hmm. So I wrote, I have some notes about this um, section or this part of the show as mm-hmm. well. I'm going to read them all to you right now real quick. Okay. okay. My notes about this, uh, this metal thing in the rock. Uh-huh. Gary finds a big clump of iron, perhaps a rod, connected into the stump. <laughs> That's it. okay so i've created an entire theory about witness trees and yes like the entire survey of the island and how this was set up and you were like look a rod in a tree (laughs) basically yes that's it (laughs) pretty good huh that's I don't know if good was the term (laughs) I was going with, Mm -hmm. but my, (laughs) this all started because I thought, oh, okay. They just cut down trees in this swamp area to make what they needed Mm -hmm. and then flooded it to hide it. Mm -hmm. But to me, the rod, it just, it blew my mind because I've done so much research on (laughs) surveys and old relocated towns and real estate maybe i should get into surveying maybe i'm like i'm gonna go find old trees with stuff in them yeah they leave like these really cool scars and sometimes they call them cat faces some Mm. of them because they look like they have like cat ears Mm. but keep an eye out when we go onto the island if you see some of these things well when you just you saying that right there makes me think of fandango and the cover Mm -hmm. of that book how there's a couple of, uh, oh, could be a cat face, could be an owl face on these uh, trees in the art. This is it. Sorry, you guys. Side tangent. This mm-hmm. is about a treasure hunt we're working on. Mm-hmm. But the f- front cover of this book, and the book is called Fandango, uh, The Key mm-hmm. to the Wind. Mm-hmm. And there looks like uh, what you're describing on the front of this book. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. Another thing is they talk about how, okay, so the holes in the rocks uh, being an indicator but also those um eye hole things eye right hole? that are, are those screwed next to the in ice for holes? pulling up treasure they also <laughs> used to run a wire through them mm-hmm. in order to figure out these boundaries mm-hmm. which is why they're saying looking for the drill holes mm-hmm. so if you can locate all these different ones and i don't know i feel like they could still uh, put wire through them i feel like there's a lot of Okay, I don't know. I've never been in the island. Hopefully in May, because, yeah. And let's just map it out with all this survey stuff. Map it out. Yep. I'll bring the metal detector. Let's go find some um, <laughs> metal in trees. Map, map, map it out. Map, map, map it out. I think uh, Gary's got you covered with metal detectors. Yeah, I'm sure he does, because I really don't want to try to take a metal detector international. Yeah, well, that was very enlightening. I just took up probably like a half hour of the podcast. Not quite, but it was was good. Good. So thanks for sharing all that stuff that you've... uh, Hypothesized? And that you've... Well, and stuff that you've learned. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just all a theory. It's like there's fact in there, too. So I appreciate you bestowing that upon me and upon our listeners. So thank you welcome Hmm. i'm happy to bestow it in the war room if they ever want yeah we we usually don't talk about our chat room uh Uh that's going on right now during the podcast but uh we have a chat we have a message from agnes says deidre i am blown away 
Boom! Go <laughs> say dynamite! Yeah. See, so, sometimes I say smart things. Often. Other times I say weird things. You don't. You probably don't get enough credit for the smart things you say. So you did good. That was that was a lot of fun. Right or wrong, it was enlightening. So thank you. I'm here to enlighten. Okay, <clears throat> what else do we got from the swamp? Yeah. So. Like I said, Gary finds a big clump of iron. <laughs> that, that's that boil that I'm gonna boil that whole thing down to that. It could even be a gun barrel <laughs> in the tree. It says it could they be. use those. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Well, isn't that what Gary and Maddie Blake found in the ground? Okay, a, but that was ago? like a play gun from no well, they found like a or maybe it was like a they, was I thought they found something that could have been a barrel of a gun. Oh. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Never mind. All right. So uh, Jack notes that the uh, stump looks like uh, to have grown on top of boulders too. Like there's mm -hmm. boulders like underneath. So that would have been a, a tree eating boulders. Mm -hmm. Which we're very familiar with. Yeah. Cause it was a clue on the map of the dead treasure or map of the dead breakfast tea and bourbon treasure. Hunt. Sorry. We have too many treasure hunts. We do, mm -hmm. right? but it's not like, I mean, that's a normal occurrence. Yeah, of course. I mean, yes. trees growing over rocks. Sure. Rocks. Yeah. I mean, that happens. Yeah, I just thought it'd be funny to present it to you that way because of our past experience with yeah. these treasure hunts. That, right. that was my first thought was it was a tree eating boulders. Boulder, yes. yeah. Trees that eat boulders. That's right. All right, so Gary says that they are close to finding that Hail Mary find. Hail Mary. I think... That is a Hail Mary find. I just don't think they know it yet. I bet you they know it now. Yeah, they probably do. I mean, this was filmed a while ago. Well, probably after listening to this podcast, oh. then they'll know. Once I publish it <laughs> and then we ensure that everybody listens to it and goes and checks all the trees. Exactly. Because I have that kind of power. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, okay. so it's too bad they couldn't get that, or at least they didn't show them trying to extract any of that piece of iron. Mm -hmm. Because the next place that the show goes in this episode is on a field trip Field trip to St. Mary's university to talk to Dr. Krista Rougeau and Dr. Sean Yang. Yes. Right. Yep. What do they do there? Well, who goes, let's see here. That's Charles Craig and Alex mm -hmm. out on their road trip. And Alex presents her with the uh, metal stakes. Is it just me or has Alex been like on almost every field trip? Like he's, he's, he often goes to these places, you know, I, thinking about it. i guess he didn't go to do the dig at the um for the 90 foot stone at the uh uh well, museum, museum. Mm -hmm. but i mean other than that he's been almost every one of these mm -hmm. it seems like Al apparently alex is good on field trips maybe his back takes the uh long drives very well and other people are like uh, i'm good i'll just stay here and play <laughs> in the dirt maybe it's not that far to Halifax. It's like 50 miles, yeah. I think, is what Sir Robert of Clotworthy says. Something like that. Something Give like that. Give or take. Yes. And he goes on the field trip. He shows them to her. She's like, wow, these are really clean, right? They're in good condition. Yeah, and she, she knows that they're old from the way that they're manufactured in the the rose. Um, the rose head. The rose head on the spikes, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just they're perfectly square mm -hmm. that's the way they're made she's very familiar with that and yep, it wants so, to know what they want to do with them well they want a uh elemental analysis mm -hmm. right? and they stick them under this electron microscope that can zoom in about two hundred thousand times mm -hmm. we're told yes so that's pretty crazy it's bananas mm -hmm. 
and they detect uh, phosphorus in the uh, iron objects mm -hmm. and that they brought. And that means that it's pre-1840. If nothing else, it means that it would be uh, manufactured prior to that time because they were able to remove the phosphorus from the mm -hmm. uh, metals after that time period. Like it wasn't a, a technique that they developed before 1840. Yeah. And it has to do, let's see here. What did I have down? Cause one of them shares that that happens when the fire that they're using is not as hot, which would like burn out or whatever that, what do I want to say? Whatever that process is. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's also more difficult to get it that hot on Oak Island if they're making them right there on the island. And we've found metal slag and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it just, that's really fascinating to me. And I'm curious to know more about that process. I'm sure uh, Carmen Leg could also. I'm surprised they didn't uh, take him to him for another opinion. Mm-hmm. They but. just might be in such good condition because they have to have, I think uh, Sean says, a clean spot in order to really take a good look at it, yeah, right? to do their analysis, mm -hmm. yeah. I bet you they stop there on the way home and take <laughs> them to Carmen. Hey, Carmen, how's I mean, it going? I feel like it's on the way home. Why not? Why not? Yeah, um, so they get what they can from the team at St. Mary's university and they are recommended to continue like to look at into Europe for mm -hmm. more, uh, information regarding, you know, these spikes. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, with Tobias is he says they have a connection. In yeah. Europe. That doesn't necessarily mean Tobias. So. Well, no, but they said they have connections over there and trying to see if Tobias was the one doing the lead, mm -hmm. not the iron. As far as we know. Mm hmm. I bet you he doesn't judge against uh, iron. <laughs> I bet you he could uh, help him with some research there. Maybe. Yeah. Alex was saying he thinks this is a original. These are original pieces to whatever happened on Oak Island many, mm -hmm. many years ago. So. Yeah. And Craig is always excited about new finds mm -hmm. and techniques that will advance the search for, and knowledge. Of course. I mean, all of us are. Yeah. I, at least I would hope. That's Craig in a nutshell. But yeah. Nope. You hit the rose nail on the rose head. <laughs> Basically. Yep. And after that, on their way home, I mean, probably after talking to Carmen. They're thirsty. They're thirsty. Or hungry. So they got to stop at the mug and anchor. Mm -hmm. And they got to share their results. Yep. Uh, and they uh, bring them in and Marty's there and they show them. When Alex shows it to Marty, I think it's interesting that he says, oh, I would assume this isn't very old, Alex, because of the, you know, the condition. Yeah. And he's like, well, actually, it is very old. Yeah, it's definitely prior to 1840. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something before we get into what they talked about, mm -hmm. there was one thing that I really noticed that stood out about uh, Alex and Craig joining them at Mug and Anchor. What was that? It was Charles. Yeah, that's true. Where did you go, Charles? Hmm. He's like, they're getting close. Gotta go. Gotta go move some stuff around. Yeah, gotta go uh, protect some secrets. Gotta go protect some <laughs> secrets. Just kidding, Maybe Charles. Charles just wasn't thirsty, and he needed to get back to the interpretive center or wherever to do some work. True that. He probably did. You're right. 
Yeah, so I just, I just thought that was yeah. I did think funny. that was a little odd. Like, why isn't Charles there? Maybe Charles was like maybe none of the camera crew was available. So Charles is like, I got this. Oh, so he's behind the camera. Yeah, so oh. he's behind the camera. <laughs> Perhaps. All right. So um, Rick explains that the old search, what like artifacts that the old searchers found, they would just be like, meh, whatever, and just mm -hmm. throw it aside. They don't, they didn't care about where it came from because they knew tomorrow they were going to find the treasure. Well, of course, you know, so anytime they came across that and that could be a reason that something like this was in, uh, basically spoils from more recent excavations or tunneling or whatever. Well, they also didn't have the ability to get this type of analysis on it and even take the research another step further. So why would they care? They wouldn't at that time. And uh, yeah, I mean, what can, what can you do? All they could have done is written it down, like found a couple spikes today, set them aside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Found two spikes. Ta-da. Ta-da. So um, Gary mentions the dendro uh, finding <clears throat> uh, dendro finding that dated to 1741, and that triggers a clot-worthy flashback. That's in my notes. Um, why did why did Gary bring up dendro suddenly? Do you know why? Because like it, it, that seemed random to me when watching the episode. It looked like Rick was talking about uh, people throwing stuff aside, and then suddenly. Uh, hmm. Gary was like, oh, let's talk about Dendro. And I'm like, what brought that up? Maybe. Maybe I missed something. They're talking about Dendro kind of the same way I was. if Because if they're talking about anything found near the swamp. Mm -hmm. And because we don't see their entire conversation naturally. Maybe they're talking about Dendro with some of those trees and trying to figure out the dating there. Yeah. Well, I think it had to do with because they were trying to talk about how old these things were mm -hmm. and they talk about 1741 here in relation to the dendrochronology maybe mm. he's just suggesting that those spikes would have been made around the same time yeah he's just lining up that we keep getting some good dates yeah that's probably it yep. yeah yeah and then marty kind of finishes up that talk with saying that there's no point in stopping digging in the smith's cove slash uplands area so Let's go back to work and keep digging, right? Yes. But I got one more say, thing to say. Oh, what's that? I told you there was a fashion oh, thing I yes. wanted to address at the Mug and Anchor Pub. I've got one, too. That's good. You go first. Well, mine was, uh, it just has to do with the secret treasure hunt, because I like to talk about these oh. treasure hunts, is uh, the, um, the uh, what is it, the waitress? Mm -hmm. She goes and, uh, I think, delivers some kind of drink or something to one of the guys the yeah but um she had a um like a flower on a her lapel yeah a poppy um I, I guess they probably recorded that either somewhere around remembrance day mm -hmm. and that's november 11th um you know it's veterans day here right yeah right around yeah. there i believe um and uh like in canada remembrance day and um there's uh, one of the treasure hunts for the secret features a guy that is wearing a flower in the same area. And uh, I think it's a connection because this treasure hunt is for um, a treasure hidden in Montreal, Can uh, Quebec, Canada. And I think that that's a clue to get you to look at um, this 
memorial at mm -hmm. this park that is like the central focus for remembrance day yeah and i just saw that and i'm like oh my gosh that looks just like it doesn't look exactly like the flower on the guy in the I painting mean, for the treasure hunt but i mean it's very reminiscent it, it's very close and even where it's pictured on mm -hmm. you know that so, image anytime that one of those poppies come up on someone's shirt dustin will pause it <laughs> and say like, i think something important's happened he's like no come here look look i was like yes i i see it you don't need to pause it i i know what they are mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just what goes through my brain sorry my okay bad. mine's more relevant okay let's go back to oak island okay so dave's sitting at the head of the table mm -hmm. he's got a sweet hoodie Oh, yeah, yeah. I right. Remember. He's got an Eagle Canada logo uh, on like the lapel area. Mm -hmm. And then the sleeve has the Curse of Oak Island like logo on the sleeve. I was like, that is a sweet hoodie. There is too much awesome swag going on over at the Curse of Oak Island. Yeah. So now I need to track down an Eagle Canada hoodie so I can be as cool as Dave. It was a pretty sweet hoodie. I would I would rock that thing for sure. Yeah, I 100%. Mean, it was done really well mm -hmm. with the gray and then just really kind of basic with the logos. It's a nice little nod. And I bet you a lot of people at Eagle Canada wear them around. They're like, look, mm -hmm. look. I'm part of this show. I'm part right of this here. show. I'm yeah. a cool kid. Yeah. You really enjoy all this swag. All these pieces of. Uh, I know. Yeah, these uh the Gerhardt stuff, the Cog stuff. You want all of it. Of course I do. And I'll wear it on all of our live streams all the time. I'm like, <laughs> look, I got my swag. I need I need like a Gary hat. Oh, not a Cog's hat? No, I need all the things mm. because you know I'll wear them all. Well, That's I think Gary I sells his hats on his I, his websites. So. Really? Because I couldn't find it when I went. Okay, maybe there. not his hats. I he, I know he does shirts. I know he does shirts, but I was hoping for a hat so I could be just as cool. But impossible. You know. Yeah, no one's as cool as Gary. <laughs> Anyways, carrying on from the fashion, which only I care about of the island. You don't want, you know, <laughs> it's cool. It's fine. Have uh, your thing. Uh, your thing. That's fine. All right. So we finish up the episode basically back in the swamp. Back at the eye. At the eye of the swamp. To okay. be precise. Mm -hmm. And Tom joins them. Tom Nolan. It's always good to see Tom Nolan. It is. I was excited. I, I, I wish it was. I wish he was uh, around more. I know he's got probably got his own. He's you know, life, his like own business, and another stuff. job. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's fresh into the fellowship, right? Mm -hmm. So, it was good to see him. It was good to see him, and they're sitting there digging in the eye. Billy scrapes the top of what looks to be a huge rock. Yeah, um, something that I noted that. Uh, was going on right before Billy starts scraping those rocks is uh, Rick pulls out his phone mm -hmm. and he shows him that uh, star overlaid on uh, Nolan's cross. Mm -hmm. The they go That's back to the theory mm -hmm. by Corey and Maul and Christopher Mumford mm -hmm. about the Nicholas Poussin's uh, paintings that led him to the eye of the swamp. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was cool to see that make a comeback. I, you know, whether it's real or wrong, um whatever it was cool to see them apply that stuff and show him like hey this could be a reason why we're so interested in this area even though we're interested in this area anyway this could be a good reason for it to be here or whatever mm -hmm. rick called it an elegant theory yes he uses that word elegant mm -hmm. like and nobody talks like rick i mean he talks elegantly so he does 
for him to say something's elegant. That's saying something. Mm -hmm. Gary tells Billy that he needs a surgical strike. <laughs> and I, in my notes, I said, Billy's like, oh, please. Right. <laughs> like, right. On, what, what else do I do? I was going to say, <laughs> and what's different? Like Billy's always surgical, surgical mm -hmm. Billy, mm -hmm. surgical. It's impressive. Yeah. yeah. So he finds that huge boulder and they note that, it, man, that thing could be like bigger than the Nolan's cross boulders. Like, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Very, very large. But then like they see these large boulders and then a lot of like small stacked rocks mm -hmm. around it. And it's kind of that, okay, we, we should probably stop because this looks done on purpose. Mm -hmm. The way they're laid, I mean, you're seeing like little pieces of granite. You're seeing all the, it, it reminds them a lot of the paved area. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is connecting our paved area to the eye. I mean, we've been talking about that for a while. It very so. well could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To me, I wasn't expecting the paved area to um be a part of the eye mm -hmm. i was expecting it to lead to that point and yeah. then the eye be something else but i mean who knows maybe it is a feature maybe it's all connected interconnected yeah. don't know it feels like everything on the island has to be <laughs> interconnected in one way or another and you know what my next question was what's that because they said stop when you get ian spooner where is steve to mark this this is important where steve wasn't out there marking the tree maybe he was there maybe he was like doing something else on the island okay you want him to be here you want him to be there he can't be everywhere he has to mark the stuff yeah. i was like someone go grab the prison pole of truth <laughs> okay steve what if he was out okay. at the money pit doing hanging out with terry doing whatever you know we didn't see what terry was up to this episode and you know terry's working too right well i did say he had to go mark where the hole was being Doug. Yeah, maybe like, he was on his so way over there. To maybe mark he's all just kind of making up, like coming behind everybody yeah. to mark their findings. I was just very worried this was going to go undocumented no. in my type A personality. Tom Nolan even stopped said. Rick a little bit. He's like, hey, uh, my dad would stop here. He would, you know, mark it all out, get locations on everything. So, well, I know that was, it's okay. That was me thinking Tom's going, where's Steve? <laughs> that was my first thought because he was as there. a son of a surveyor he's probably going someone go get the surveyor <laughs> go get the surveyor billy halt don't worry about it i mean they got it under control well i'm sure they do but <laughs> you know i get worried about mm -hmm. things yep obvs yeah well it was fun to see tom he was he was noting that he wouldn't have expected to find all this under a bog uh-uh Maybe you think that they, because we all call it the swamp. Do you think his family grew up just calling it the bog? I think they only call the eye area the bog because he mm. said that is, or they, you know, everybody else called it the pond, but that was the area they could never get drained. Yep. In my opinion. Yep. And this is about where the episode ends because the last thing we hear is Rick wants to call in Dr. Ian Spooner. To tell him if the place uh boulders were placed by man or not. Bring in the doctor. Swamp doctor. Incoming. It's go time. Incoming. Yeah, swamp doctor. Inc Are they gonna like drop him 
from an airplane. He's like parachuting I could in. totally see him parachuting. In. He seems like the guy <laughs> that would have a lot of fun with extreme sports or like parachuting into the island. Perhaps. You could land on top of the war room and be like, guys, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just Ian. No problem, guys. It's, it's no big deal. That's funny. <laughs> I make everybody's personality up, apparently. Mm-hmm. In my head. Yeah. Did you have anything else to talk about in regards to the swamp? Uh, no, just next time on next time on the curse of oak island whoa well dr spooner did uh dive bomb into yeah, the swamp sure apparently did. because he's there and he says that there's no doubt at all that someone was digging in this area a long time ago yeah and he's in that exact guess, spot where we and walked. guess who was there with yeah, him steve was there i, I felt, noted it steve i felt a little better was there. steve and rick <laughs> and gary were present with him when he's doing i know this work. i saw him looking at his little thing going doot, 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 doot. yeah so stop worrying. I know. I you can't. worry about nothing. These guys no, have it under control. No, the problem is I worry about everything. And, okay, that's true. I do trust that they have it yeah. under control. Though. Yeah. And then we go into the war room mm-hmm. and we have, um, I still can't remember that guy's last name, Chris. Um, the guy that Chris. does the, the laser ablation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he is off camera saying that the artifact has a lot of mercury in it. Mm-hmm. And Charles is there saying that Sir Francis Bacon had done experiments using mercury to preserve documents. And that's what you're super interested in. Yeah. I, whoa. That's like, that's your grand prize out of the money pit is ancient documents. Right? Oh, yeah. Ancient documents. I don't really want Shakespeare's documents. Just anything <laughs> else would be great. I want all of it. Well, I want the Ark of the Covenant, though. Well, yeah, but we could put documents in the ark. There you go. I mean, we got to carry stuff around. Maybe they're... you think they packed the uh, ark with blue clay to seal it? Probably. I never thought about that, but why not? Why not? I mean, at this point, mm-hmm. the, it's like uh, so in Masquerade, another treasure hunt. When he <laughs> hid the golden hair, it he it was actually put. It was a. Uh, dipped it in hot wax to keep it from being damaged. Mm-hmm. And so and it's something that's been done before in other precious items because you can always get the wax off. So you put it in wax and then you use a like a cloth, a cheesecloth or canvas or whatever, seal it up and then dip it in wax again and then put it in. Uh, well, in this thing, it was like a lead mm. or clay or whatever. This very well could be maybe the Ark is like dipped in wax and covered in blue clay canvas and blue clay and wax or whatever it could is be. to protect it. Cheese, you could get that off. Cheesecloth sounds yummy. Um, Please don't eat cheesecloth. Okay. You will really regret that. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> so then the next time on the Christmas we'll kind of finishes in the uplands the dig continues there's an overhead shot mm-hmm. and a voiceover rick saying to dig as deep as you can rick appears to be untethered and marty looks to be tethered in this clip uh terry matheson is on hand untethered right well rick ends up being tethered as we went back and watched okay. marty's tethered terry's like nope don't need it. Don't need it. Yeah, he's on hand, and he says that the wood they're pulling out appears to be hand-hewn mm-hmm. and says they're 16, sorry, 1769. Terry is standing there with a giant, like, log in, in his, his hand. Arm. So, yeah. And then he's pointing, saying, that is 1769. I'm going, 
how, why is Terry holding a giant lump? Like that is not a walking <laughs> stick. That's like, hey, I've got a piece of lumber here that I'm holding. It's probably waterlogged. <laughs> it's a waterlogged. It's a waterlogged. That's good. But he is very sure mm -hmm. of the date there. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I I guess we have to tune in to find out more about that. I don't know. I don't oh, know what we'll to be think tuned about in. that. Yeah. So Billy says that they struck something, mm -hmm. and it shows Marty tethered, laying down. Saying there's wood on the left, and he thinks that they found a tunnel, and he's pointing uh, that away or whatever. Yeah, way. he's just pointing. <laughs> okay, if you have Marty on the ground in a harness near a hole, looking that excited, this is a big deal. I yeah. mean, Rick will harness up and go look at whatever, mm -hmm. but Marty, I feel like these last couple episodes, Marty's almost gone full Goonies lately. He's all in. He's all in. Yeah, the transition is complete. Yeah, Freaky Friday, yeah. it's happened. It's Marty permanent. is now a Rick. That's just oh, it. Oh, hardcore. Hardcore. Epic. Yeah, so, I mean, that was the episode. It was good, right? Oh, it was fantiferific. It was really good. I'm looking forward to next week's episode, as always. Of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was good. And, hey, you know, I really appreciate all your insight into uh, those, that survey stuff. You are welcome. I appreciate your insights and willing to listen to me ramble. I hope we can talk to a real surveyor one day about it. Someday. Maybe someday. Maybe someday in May. Maybe someday in May. We'll see. Hopefully. As long as we get to fly. Oh, I sure hope so. Yeah. So, I mean, is there anything else to chat about concerning this episode? Uh, I don't think so. Unless so, you had something. No, but what do we roll into usually from we here? We usually roll into our clotworthy moments. Oh, clotworthy. Who won last week? Woo. woo I don't know, Dustin. Who won? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. I'm sorry, everybody. I totally forgot to post. He the has clotworthy failed moments. you. My bad. Again. I know. I'm such a I'm such a punk. I don't know. So what I'm he sorry. has agreed to do, friends. Yeah. is set an alarm on his phone. I'm going to do it right now while we're to... while we're talking about it because I haven't done so it So he has his designated time mm -hmm. to set up clotworthy moments each week. So it's a reoccurring alarm. But that means we have to commit to doing I... the podcast before a certain day. Oh, I know. You and I have talked about that. Okay, so I'm going to set it for noon on Friday. That's tomorrow. I'm going to try to post the Clotworthy moment today. But if I forget, I'll have this to remind me for tomorrow at noon. I really hope you can pull it off because we are <laughs> chatting about it right now. So what we're doing, I'm going to, because I'm so kind and forgiving you oh, for you. this. Thank you. We're, we're giving him a clean slate, guys. I mean, you can give him a hard time. So who won last week? Don't know because nobody put it up. So it couldn't be voted for. They both won. Congratulations to both Clotworthy Moments from last week. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay. Oh, my headphones just came unplugged. It's okay. You don't need it to, you just need it to hear, not to talk. So it's good. Yeah. All right. So what are we going to do this week? Are we going to actually have a Clotworthy Moment that people are going to be able to vote upon? Yes. Vote upon. Yes. <laughs> they are going to vote upon one of two Clotworthy Moments. Okay. Here's we, the first one. Let's hear them. A possible tunnel at a depth of some 60 feet and located in the uplands just south of the nearby cave-in pit. That has everything I love about Clotworthy Moments. Oh, I know. I love that. That is one of that is okay. I don't want to like skew the voting, but 
I love that kind of clotworthy moment. I know you you have these weird expectations about clotworthy moments. But that hey, has everything works. in it. That was just beautiful. It was beautiful. That was so good. You're okay. Well, then let's see how it holds up to this one. Okay, let's hear it. A tree stump in the swamp. Okay, so obviously I went on a tangent about the tree stump, <laughs> so I couldn't help but make sure it was in there. It's a good one. It's it's short and sweet, which is fine. I like the other one. Well, okay, I'm not going to say which one I like. I just did, but my bad. I take it back. Okay, I just... well, I like the other one better. A vote for a tree is a vote for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you weirdo. All right, well, those were both great clotworthy moments. Thanks they for were. sharing them with us. And this week, you'll be able to vote if you go to Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast. There will be a post there with pictures. You click on the one with the log uh, or the stump, right? Yes, the stump. And then what was the other one about? For a that? tunnel. And you then the other one will have a picture the... of like a tunnel or something. It's your favorite. I just like the way that he delivered it. That's my favorite part. Good delivery. He always delivers everything great. Suddenly. I, so you remember a couple of weeks ago we had like um, the narrator from a different country. Mm -hmm. um, was that England or something? Yeah. Because it's not Robert Clotworthy. I wonder what his Clotworthy moments sound like. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone will share it with them, one of them with us sometime. Yeah. Maybe they'll share a tunnel and a tree stump. I'm kind of curious, curious yeah. as to who delivers the tree stump how. Oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were going to say better. I was like, not better. I'm just, I'm curious. I yeah. mean, narration's going to be different, but yeah. it's got their own style. Yeah, true that. True that. True that. So you could order. order. You can vote on facebook like i said before uh -huh. um find us at oak island podcast or twitter there will also be a way to vote on twitter mm -hmm. and that's at oak island pod on twitter yes right? okay. and if you just want to connect with us we are also on instagram at oak island podcast we're also on youtube and it's oak island podcast that's the name of the channel surprise surprise and this week we do have an email, right? Yes. So we've got an email that we want to read because it was fantastic. And I'm sure y'all are going to love it. Um, what else do we have? Oh, I know we've had people talking about the cards and wanting to order. So we've been sharing uh, our ones that are coming up for March. Those ones, well, we're doing the superhero for the uh, fellowship. And Vanessa's card has been revealed, and so has Doug's. And if you want to make sure you get your cards for March, just go to patreon.com slash Oak Island Podcast. As long as you get signed up this month, you are going to get the six trading cards that come to you in March. Now, as far as the last set of cards, you can still order. You can buy those. Uh, mm -hmm. You can buy them through our website, which is oakislandpodcast.com. Uh, there's also a link on our Facebook for you to be able to purchase them that way. If you have any troubles with it and you're still trying to get a full set for a friend or something, let us know. We'll get it figured out so we can get them ordered. Absolutely. All right. And uh, I was looking for the email. Yeah. Um, did you say anything about our pregame? Nope. Okay. Well, every Tuesday uh, evening, uh, an hour before the Curse of Oak Island begins or drilling down, if mm -hmm. there's a drilling down episode, uh, we do a uh, 
pregame live stream mm -hmm. where we talk. It's almost just like this, except for we can we like do a lot of uh, we read every single comment in the chat and we talk to the chat about it. Yeah, right? we talk. What, to if the they chat. have questions, yeah, we talk to chat, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it it's it's really casual. We speculate what's going to happen on the episode, what we were excited about, how people's weeks have been. Yeah, so versus when we're sitting here doing the podcast live, uh, we don't really interact with the chat because we're we're pulling this audio to uh, use on our podcast feed. Yeah. So if you want to come and hang out with us on Tuesday evenings, mm -hmm. uh, please do so. And that's just you would go to our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast, right? Yep. And so an hour before the show starts, we just chat about whatever. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a fun thing to do. It's a right? great way for us to interact and get to know you guys. All right. Yeah. And so this email was sent to us. Um, and if you want to send an email, uh, oh, gmail.com, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, Oak Island podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And we got this cool email from our listener named Bill Holsinger. And he says, hello, Dustin and Deidre. I just finished your recent podcast on Could It Be? And it was another success. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. I love the idea of dropping a giant bear down the big hole being dug. He means a <laughs> a Costco stuffed bear. Like we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is an excellent idea, but something that would be easier to pull off would be to drop a three inch, uh, Darth Vader or Yoda toy down the hole and see Jack discover it. Or if it was metal, it would be great to see Gary's face when he finds it. Uh, we might even hear Robert say Darth Vader found a hundred feet, 120 feet, uh, below the surface. Could it be, <laughs> Deidre, feel free to use this idea as your own. Boom. <laughs> Goes the dynamite. I uh, love listening to you too. Keep up the good work. And that's from Bill. And he is an Oak Island enthusiast from Ohio. Okay. We're not encouraging anybody to do this, but it <laughs> would be hilarious. Yeah. So last week we talked about how they're going to put in the the new caissons yeah. and use the, the eight foot caissons and the hammer grab uh -huh. and be funny if somebody threw a couple of like big stuffed Costco bears uh -huh. down there so that when the hammer grab goes and picks it up, it'd be like a claw machine picking up a giant bear. Uh -huh. I mean, come on, that'd be hilarious. I just, and I love that Darth Vader idea. I think that would be hilarious. Too. <laughs> we were going on about the best April fool's jokes mm -hmm. for Oak Island, right? Mm -hmm. uh, talk about some glitter bombs and like, <laughs> No, that would be terrible. Don't I'm ever sorry. do that to anybody. That's, That's hilarious. So, no, You're in the not. excavator. You push, you turn it on. It's like, no. and then you see the hole inside full of glitter. It's like, where'd he go? Okay. Billy already has enough going on no. in his life. You don't need to make extra work for Billy. This was, you said Billy. excavator. I know, but Billy was going to play it on Marty mm. and that's why he was going to make it green and gold glitter. So Marty like get, got in yeah. his excavator. <laughs> Yeah, and then Marty's like, "Hey, Billy, you got to clean that up." <laughs> no, because he Billy. just he tells Scott, "Go find someone to clean this up," because Scott's in charge of finding people mm. to do the stuff. I don't know. I just something tells me Billy gets stuck with the job. <laughs> Maybe Billy likes glitter. <laughs> Maybe okay. who knows? But my idea, what we were saying, is put a giant stuffed bear in the claw and then lower it in and keep it there, and get Marty and whoever to come out and be like 
oh, I think we got something. And then all of a sudden the bear is coming out and it's like, hey, you, you can put like a Darth Vader mask I, on it or something. I, I see uh, Jack like having a heart attack. Oh, my gosh. That would Jack be attack, heart attack. Jack attack, heart attack. Right there. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, that's a good one. And all of a sudden this bear is like hanging out and it wouldn't be so dirty because you you put it in the claw and you don't put it all the way down. Uh, I, I like the idea of just throwing it down there and then the claw like going down and picking it up not that would for be... the bear for yoda if we like fill it with lead or something <laughs> and then that way you know gary's gonna metal detect it or mm -hmm. whatever then it comes out and it's like yoda yoda mm. deep inside the money pit yoda yeah that would be pretty only funny. if robert clotworthy does a yoda voice though <laughs> okay now you're asking too much yoda because it would be so little a baby yoda yeah so anyway those are <laughs> those are the ideas that we had for april's fools right yeah so but um we just want to say bill thanks for the email that yes, was hilarious thank you. so thank you we really appreciate it and if anybody on the island listens to it we've got all the jokes ready for april fool's day if you need ideas of course <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was our uh, show. Yes. Um, if you want to call us, you can uh, leave us a voicemail sometime. Yep. That would be great, too. You could do that at 360-836-4549. Yes. Uh, we always appreciate that. If you Instagram. like Instagram, I already shared about Instagram. Oh, my bad. Yeah. While you were looking for the email. Okay. Good. If you like us, please uh, subscribe. That helps people find us and leave us a five-star review. Oh, yeah. We haven't asked people to do that lately. So mm -hmm. uh, if you want to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of those places, mm -hmm. leave us a comment on YouTube. Why not? Yeah. We got a place for reviews on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. We got all the places. Yeah. So if you want to leave one of those, great. If not, that's cool, too. Just mm -hmm. keep listening. Share the podcast with a friend. Yep. Tell a friend. Hey, we were this close from, like, I think we were number seven, like, for after shows in the after show category for Canada mm -hmm. um, on the Apple podcast list. And if we're number seven, we're this close to number one. If you're in Canada, share us with a friend. <laughs> USA, too, works. Anywhere in the world is hey. fine. But Canada, we're this close from being, like, a number one podcast. We'd love to have that on our mantle. <laughs> on our mantle i would take a screenshot frame it put it on our mantle we were number say, one for one day on a mantle i just want to be number one for one day but somewhere. number seven's important yeah well we were number three in norway once that was awesome so more than three podcasts in norway there is we oh, were number 75 cool. in norway once so we were oh. ahead of a lot at one oh time there, so. well look at us yeah Hot, hot dog. Hot so, dog. Um, yeah, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Oak Island Podcast. Yes, I went on about the cards. I know, I know. So I think we're good. Do you have anything else you would like I, to add? I don't. I hey. hope everybody has a fabulous weekend. Yeah, stay safe. And if, you, um, you know, if you're if you out and about, wash your hands so that we just don't <laughs> spread this nasty uh, virus that's around. Uh, it's going around. You know, there's nothing that can really stop it, but just anything Besides you can do to your hands. yeah just wash your hands i wash my hands like 50 times a day right yeah you filthy animal yeah <laughs> all right anything <laughs> else i think we're good nope that's it so until next time could it be time to look into the eye <laughs>